0: My son and I, we've been through it, we've been through a lot of this My son and I, we're gonna do this, we're gonna make it through Oh yeah, son and I, I'm here, and I'm here too My son and I, we welcome you, welcome to the journey My son and I, ooh.
1: Hello, 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 everyone. And welcome to episode three of My Son and I. Yes,
0: yes, yes. You are here with us. This is episode three of My Son and I. Mother, we're doing this thing. I know. I'm so so thrilled about this. I'm having a lot of fun too. I'm, I'm really grateful that for for all of you. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh we're looking at all of our analytics and everything and you guys are really on board. We appreciate all the calls, all the text messages, all the shares, all the likes. Thank you so 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 much for being along this journey with us. Yeah. We hit uh well, I mean it's it was Not quite a super important milestone, but certainly a goal that we set at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. I was really hoping that we could get 100 listens uh, within that first week. And we were just shy of 100 in that first week, but we've surpassed our 100 listener goal, our 100 listens goal, streams goal. And I'm just grateful that's you guys, you know, like you guys are here with us and it's surreal. Like we're Mm -hmm. like talking, this is our business, right? And it's so crazy that people are here listening to us and appreciating it. A Part of our goal was to inspire you all to have conversations with your loved ones. And I'm so grateful to know that we are putting those thoughts in people's heads and understanding that every relationship comes with a bunch of tasks and a bunch of jobs to do. It takes work to maintain a healthy relationship. And we're doing that work. And I don't mind sharing it with you. And I'm grateful that you guys are receiving us so well. Thank you. Stick with us because it's Thank
1: you. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right. Yes. Yeah, so uh let's so just jump yeah. into the show. All
1: right. What's going on?
0: Uh well, we got a little bit of good news uh this week here. Uh George Floyd's murderer was was uh was found guilty on all three accounts. He was found yes. guilty of second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Yes,
1: absolutely. Should be righteous. Very good call. Yes, it's so relieving. It's mm. nice to know that. Uh,
0: some accountability is being had.
1: You know, you know, getting started on some of all this craziness that mm-hmm. we've been dealing with for centuries. For centuries. Absolutely. You know,
0: literally. it's really frustrating that we have to, but it's also inspiring to know that, um, you know, last year there were a lot of eyes on these issues, and it's nice to know that those eyes are establishing some sort of accountability. Yes. You know, people aren't just being fired or removed from their jobs, but they're being charged with the murders that they're committing. Yes. And it's it's very, very nice and slightly rewarding to Mm -hmm. see. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, while they're is uh a moment to celebrate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sad that even still we can't spend too much time, you know, we can't let our guard down, you know, it's we can yep. take a breath, we can say woo-hoo and whoop whoop mm-hmm. and get back to work because already just yesterday after the verdict was in, um the the, the streets of Columbus, Ohio, Ohio had to take to the street. The people of mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio had to take to the streets in a protest because yet another black person was gunned down and killed by the police yeah do you know that
1: story i heard about it this morning i was absolutely shocked and amazed i'm like wow we didn't even get a chance to celebrate and get over the the george floyd uh, uh victory and it's absolutely crazy that now once again when did it stop when I does know. it stop I know. It's, it's feared. to even call the police nowadays. I know. And that's so that's what happened. So, unfortunately,
0: uh, I have to tell the story okay. of, of Micaiah Bryant. Mm-hmm. Micaiah Bryant is the 15 year old girl who just lost her life mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, she, uh, so someone did call the cops. So, what happened mm-hmm. was that there was a fight uh, mm-hmm. and Micaiah Bryant was wielding a knife. Mm-hmm. And so, somebody felt, you know, fearful enough to call the cops. Mm-hmm. And when they got there, um, she unfortunately lost her life um but and it so so you'd think you know mm-hmm. in, in, immediately you're like, okay well she was she was carrying a knife, sounds like she was being violent. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was a fight happening um but her shoot the girl was in the system, she had a foster mother, so okay. her uh foster mother said though that she had dropped the knife before they began firing their yeah. guns. um I don't know, I wasn't there, obviously mm-hmm. uh so it's hard to say, uh how far." This mm-hmm. had to escalate, mm-hmm. uh, but it is kind of hard to imagine that if it's true that this mm-hmm. girl Makaya Bryant dropped her knife before mm-hmm. gunshots, mm-hmm. that perhaps she did, her her behavior didn't warrant a murder
1: or a death. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what's so irritating because unfortunately, and I know this in my heart, I believe it with all my soul, that if that had been a white person, that they would have, that would not have happened. It's like, unfortunately, with the color of our skin being black or brown, they shoot first and act later. Mm-hmm. And that's what the sad part is. I mean, I've seen so many stories where a Caucasian person is in, involved in a police situation and they they go home. Yeah. They I've seen them tear up tickets in front of the police face, throw it on the ground and and tell them that I don't want this. I've seen them walk away from situations where that if a black person or a person of color mm-hmm. had a made those actions they had a did any of those actions, mm-hmm. there would have been absolutely dire consequences mm-hmm. and that's what seems to continuously happen. I actually watched this one episode mm-hmm. where the guy the police was after a, a white man mm-hmm. and they were chasing him around the police car. Yeah. So much so that he got in the police car and drove away. Come on now. I know. And how many I of them get to that. go home and be arrested later, even after they've killed people. And we already know about during the, uh, our COVID year, how the white guy walked through the crowd, had just shot up the people. Yeah. They let him go home. It's That's what's so irritating about it is that we. They, it's like they say they're trained to do that. What, to shoot to kill black people or people I know. of color? That's I know. what they're
0: trained to do. I think I, you said you saw an episode. I, it's sad because right now we, we're we are consuming all of this stuff and it does feel like just another episode of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did see the video you're talking about yes. of the guy who literally took the baton yeah. and beat the cop, yes. tackled him to the ground, beat the cop, and then got in the car and drove away. And no shot was fired at all. Not, Not a sh- one. Nobody even
1: reached for Not, their sidearm. Didn't even think about it. Not taser they at didn't, all. No you know, mistake of that. by our own that's oh, that's my take. Taser, you Mm -hmm. know, we're
0: still talking about that. I'm tired of that excuse. I can't believe that. I'm tired of that excuse. Um, That does suck. Uh, So now two thoughts are going through my mind. But the 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 the, the, I thought I reached for my taser. Yeah. That is not an excuse. That is not an excuse. That's a very poor excuse. (laughs) If anything, you certainly should lose your job. If you thought you were reaching for your taser, but you reached for your sidearm, and you're not. She's not a rookie. She's
1: 26 years on her force. Come on.
0: So so you lose your job, and you ought to be held accountable for. Absolutely. But total. Uh, that was a total sidebar. What I was going to say, though, is that um, so it sucks for me mm-hmm. to have to draw that line. I know mm-hmm. uh, that it's probably an unpopular point of view or p- unpopular opinion, certainly an unpopular thing to say. But I have mm-hmm. to say it because it's my truth mm-hmm. that it's hard for me mm-hmm. to look at situations between cops and civilians mm-hmm. and uh, have to draw the line, the racial line. Yes, because. I don't like to believe I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to believe right. that it's just because we're people of color that we're treated differently but the facts are there the right. evidence is there exactly. you know that that when well, the, the insurgents on, on the, the Capitol yes. building, uh, uh and I then there's, there's I mean, just everything that guy that you just talked about who mm-hmm. literally beat a cop and then got into their car and drove away, and nobody even reached for their sidearm. When we could be in our cars with our hands up, afraid to reach for our seat belts to get out of the car, which you're demanding us to exactly. do before we're beaten down to the ground and, and sometimes no killed, shot. Right. yeah. It's just frustrating, it's really, really nah. frustrating and I read a quote today or yesterday mm-hmm. from um, an, an Instagram page of uh, the United States of uh, the United States of women mm-hmm. uh, posted an amazing quote that I thought was important to read here on our show. Okay. The quote goes, "There's no justice until black women and girls and all black people can live and thrive in this country free from the fear of police violence end absolutely. Quote. I thought that was important to read because Uh, I grew up a black young man Mm -hmm. and uh, then turned into a very grown black man. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest that it's been a terrifying
1: journey. I can imagine because it's terrifying for me as a mother of a black child, not only a black son, but a black daughter. And as you see, they shooting down black girls Mm -hmm. as well. So I've had to live with the fear of every day knowing that when you walk out of our home, when you close that door, that there there is literally a chance. And the chances are so much higher being a black child that you wouldn't make it home. Yeah. So believe me, every day that was my prayer. Yeah. Still is yeah. actually to this day. Yeah. Lord, charge your angels over my child and give him traveling grace. Yeah. An Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's been uh, it's been a scary journey. Uh, in fact, I've had situations where uh, so, uh, where I had to remain conscious of the fact that I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. I remember being 17, 18 years old and getting my first ID and thinking. You'd better smile. Smile on this ID. Because when they, God forbid, when they do pull you over Mm -hmm. or or stop you for whatever reason, at least when they see your ID, they can see that you're a person, Mm -hmm. a kind person with a Mm -hmm. smile uh and not an angry black man and not just another angry, angry man. black man or or whatever their perception mm-hmm. I don't even think that they ha- think far enough to think oh angry black man they just see black man yeah. there doesn't have to be an adge- no. another adjective right which is annoying to me but anyway I remember uh smiling on my ID then mm-hmm. uh for fear of being in any interaction with a cop or somebody else uh mm-hmm. that might uh view me as as a threat yes. and at least I'm
1: smiling here which could maybe illustrate that I'm not yes. a threat to you yes. Um, yeah, it was more afraid it was more frightening for me and still is to this day we live in Los Angeles where um if you grew up in a time where gang banging was at, at its utmost high mm-hmm. and I literally it's really sad to say but I was more afraid of for you going out the door mm-hmm. for Police interaction than the violence of a gang Yeah, and that's just yeah. how bad it I got. It yeah, was got it was crazy. I mean, like my yes. sister and I grew up in South Central in the, uh, Los Angeles in yes. the
0: 90s, where yes. it sounds like that South Central that you guys have seen and read about. Like mm-hmm. that's where we grew up, my sister and me. And, uh, yeah, it was scary. It was scary for gang violence and police violence, truthfully. Mm, it really was. So many times I'd been walking home from the school nah. bus, uh, and somebody's asked me, where you from? Where you from? What gang you set? Or what set you claim?" Uh, yes. I can't even do it. You
1: told me, right. <laughs> you would tell me, and I would say, you always say, I, 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 I'm gang. My set is the Lord. I'm a a Christian. I'm I'm a Christian. Right? Tell him I'm a Christian.
0: (laughs) Yeah, boy. Okay? (laughs) Yes. I used to just say MMP. (laughs) My mama pussy. Uh
1: Oh. well, no. <laughs> yeah, you might have got beat down for that one. That's no, not I didn't like get beat down ass. for that one. No, it
0: worked. It made it them laugh. Great. That, that's great because it sure yeah.
1: did just make me laugh. Yeah.
0: No, I didn't get beat down ever in my life. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Okay, Jesus Lord. Um, but and thank God. And speaking, so which I'm gonna that segues back to my mm-hmm. uh, where I was trying to get to a second ago when I was talking about my ID. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna tell you a story mm-hmm. about a time that I did get pulled over, and I think that smile on my ID helped. Mm. Uh, Um, Well, in fact, I'll just tell you that story. Um, So I was riding my bike. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you remember when I was young and thin? (laughs) <laughs> Picture it Picture
1: it <laughs> It's in my mind, I got it
0: Right um, And I used to ride my bike all around LA To like mm-hmm. keep fit and it was just that. fun It was I didn't want to drive, I didn't really mm-hmm. want A driver's license and it was just a fun Easy way to get around the city To and from rehearsals or to and from work oh, or, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was always on my bike And uh, I remember one night I was coming From my best friend uh, who lived on 60th in Maine Mm -hmm. uh, to your place. Okay. And I was driving, and it was, I mean, riding my bike, and it was probably like 9 or 10 at night.
1: Okay.
0: Not too early, not too late. Certainly late enough, though, for me to be riding and pedaling as fast as I could to get to your house. Mm -hmm. So I'm riding, and I'm I'm going along Gage. Okay. And I'm riding, and I just passed uh, Vermont and Gage when cop lights shine on me and I'm mm-hmm. like okay all right uh they, they, maybe they're not looking for me I know they're not looking for mm-hmm. me uh they you know the lights going to shine past me and then it stayed on me and I'm riding pretty you know ag- like pretty fast mm-hmm. I'm riding aggressively I'm yes. trying to get home it's yeah. after, you know and and I got these motherfuckers looking at me right uh so I'm trying to get home so uh I uh so they keep the light on me and they mm-hmm. tell me to pull on, to get off the bike and I did I got off the bike and they like bum rushed me they like shoved me up against somebody's fence whoever mm-hmm. lives there long gauge wow. um they shoved me up against their uh, fence mm-hmm. and they're patting me down and everything and the whole time i'm thinking you know whatever just get through this they have the wrong guy they'll realize mm-hmm. it um and so uh they're patting me down and everything and one of them asks me uh for my id and mm-hmm. i said is it okay to reach for it it's in my back pocket they said yeah of course reach for it get it and so I pulled it out, and there I am, cheese and smiling, all hard on my ID. Mm-hmm. And so he looks at it, and I see it take, you know, he was taken aback by that. And uh, he asked me where I lived. And I'm thinking, it's right there. I'm headed mm-hmm. to that address. And uh, so I said, right there on Van Ness, you know, I'm almost there, or whatever. my license. Right and there. it's right there. It's the address <laughs> on my freaking license. <laughs> and so uh, so he looks at it, whatever. And I speak this way. Mm-hmm. I've always spoken this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he asked me, he was like, well, what? Where? where what? who are you? Where, where do you go to school? He goes, what do you do? I go, I'm a student. He goes, where do you go to school? I told him I was at the uh, conservatory at the academy that I was going to or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, where is that? I said, it's just outside of Hollywood. He said, what are you doing down here? I said, I live here. That's the address on my ID. I'm headed there. Mm-hmm. He was like, he kinda, I saw him wrap his head around it and, and this guy and he's smiling and he lives there and he goes to school in Hollywood. He says he's an actor. He's at a conservatory. What, what, what? And I look at him and I go, yeah, you got the wrong guy. And he was like,
1: "Oh yeah, I guess we do. I guess we do." Thank uh, God he owned up to that because yeah. that's been their excuse for many, many years. You yeah. look like someone. You, fit the you look like, right. Yeah. And I don't know if you recall this, but um, do you remember I used to tell you all the time as well that if they happen to take you in, mm-hmm. never, no don't matter what answer. kind of stories, yeah, no matter, oh, well, we gonna get you on this. Oh, if you just tell us, say, you know what, I just wanna, I want to call my mom. Call my mom. I call didn't even say mom. call the lawyer. I said call my mom. Yes, just call my mom. Used to say that. Don't <laughs> answer
0: anything. Don't answer anything. They tell you, you have the right to remain silent. Remain silent. Exactly. Say I want to call my mom.
1: I want to no. talk to my no mom. Just say that. How much they threaten you? You said just <laughs> keep
0: repeating. I want to call, call my, my mom. mom. <laughs>
1: I want to call my mom. That's your ID. Like when you get arrested, you got a number. My number is call my mom. Okay. Her number is. Let yeah. me tell you. Yes. But you know it's weird that you told the story about your ID because my ID helped me get out of a situation with the police as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank oh, God. Yes. Home uh, thank that. God, yeah. you know, because they could have still, you know, we know how that goes. Yeah. But um, I was actually, um, I, and I, to this day, I was driving down the street and I went through a stop sign. a ro- I did a rolling stop through the stop sign. Ooh. No, I did it. Was guilty. No way. I wasn't. And the policeman pulled me over. Uh-huh. And he, he told me, "Say said, you did a rolling stop. And I owned up to it. I said, I know, officer, I did. And I promise you, I will never do it again. I said, today is my birthday. Oh. Can you just, I said, would you please um, give me a birthday gift and not write me a ticket? So he asked me for my ID. Wow. I gave it to him. It was my birthday. Wow. And so I gave him my ID. He looked at it. And he said, "Oh, it is your birthday. Happy birthday to you!" So there it is. My ID gave me an op, an op to get out. Wow. He gave me a birthday gift and let me go. And I tell, and I promise you, to this day, I stop. I make my head shake. I do not go through a stop. So okay. I, I promised him, I said, I will never, I said, thank you so much, officer. And I will never, ever do a rolling stop again. And that has been many, many years ago. And to this day, uh-huh. I do not do a rolling stop. I make sure yeah. I, my head, not my head shake. You know how you I'm, I'm so
0: glad you brought that up because I was going to
1: circle back around to that. <laughs> Did you say
0: you come to a complete stop come to, to where your head it jerks yeah. a little bit? Yeah, my head really <laughs> jerks You know how your head <laughs> do that little forward thing? Look yes. like a little bobble head? Yes. 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 That's, that's to this that day. That is so funny. My sister's yes. just gonna giggle at that for a reason. Too. <laughs> yes. Do you have any other? Uh, do you have any other? Like, oh my gosh, thank God I made out of that police type situation. Um, uh, the only other
1: thing was like I, I had a stick shift for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know how to drive a stick shift. Mm-hmm. I bought a stick. I thought I was this. I had my little leather gloves cut off, and I thought it was all that. I was learning, and I was getting the best of it because when you're in first gear, if you don't time it correctly, right, your car shuts off. Mm-hmm. I was, I, de- I had done that a couple of times trying to make a left. Turn. People were extremely nice. Got out of the car. Guys, the the men, uh, several guys, had, t- had stopped traffic, let me go through. Cause once I get going, now I gotta go, whether right. the traffic is there or not. Well, I was trying to get on a freeway, and the freeway had a ramp. And I did. I literally shut that car shut off onto me no. like at least five times. Me trying no. to go at least five times, <laughs> trying to go past the light. So finally, I got it. But the light turned red. But I was like, uh-uh, I can't stop. I'm finally got this. I'm going. Police pulled me over again. He said, "You just ran that." Red Light. I said, officer, I just got this stick shift. I do not know how to drive it. And I had sat there. I said, if you were watching me, didn't you see me try to go? Didn't you see me sit through at least five of those red lights? He said, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see that, but I I, I believe you, and I'm going to let you go this time. And this is my warning. Don't come on this ramp and do that again until you learn how to do it, because I will not let you off the next time. Oh, my God! And I was gosh. like, oh, thank you so much. God is such a good uh, guy. He's graceful. Won't he do
0: it? Oh, if you let him. <laughs> if you let him. Oh. Okay, now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a blessing. I mean, like, you know, so there are some stories, which, I mean, like, there are some, uh, let me finish that thought. There are some good stories Mm. when it comes to blue lives. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably a risky uh, phrase to use. Uh, But... you know not every story is a terrible story when yes. it comes to you know people of color and, we have and to the remember cops. that and we do have to remember mm-hmm. that because they are here to serve us mm-hmm. and I have a lot of cop friends mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for the work that the service that they do the yes. service that they provide the work that they do right. um they are important to me mm-hmm. and uh, I thank them for for holding my life to be important
1: to them right because every every cop's not a bad cop
0: agreed yeah yes. you know naturally you know mm-hmm. like and as with any profession mm-hmm. not every person mm-hmm. providing whatever service or doing whatever work or holding whatever uh, position in whatever career they have intends well exactly i absolutely agree you know totally um but yes okay. so Uh, I think we can put a button in that. I'm ready to move on. Let's move on. I'm ready to get a little deep. You
1: want to get a little deep? Yeah. So
0: let's take a small break, and uh, we'll come back and we'll get a little deep with you guys with our segment in our segment called a deeper level. A deeper level. We'll be back.
1: My son
0: and I, and we're back with my son and I. Yes, we are, mother darling. She got vocals. (laughs) She got vocals this week, (laughs) y'all. We are back with my son and I. This is our segment called A Deeper Level, where my mother and I take uh, the knowledge that we have about each other uh, to a deeper level. Mm -hmm. We do that on our own, but sometimes we do that with your help. Mother, darling, we have our first email. Say what? Yes, we do. Uh, This email comes from Chanel. Chanel says... Hey, Lady T and Egbert B, long-time fan, first-time emailer. (laughs) I just wanted to say that I'm loving the podcast, and I can't wait to hear where it goes. In that spirit, the part of the show where you guys get deeper and take things to a deeper level— Uh, when you, when you ask each other questions that you've been dying to ask and have been wondering about, Mm -hmm. what is something that each of you have felt nervous about discussing with the other at first, but now feel it's a lot easier to speak on. And why were you nervous about the topic or problem initially? She says, I think it's always fascinating to reflect on past hurdles and fears once you're on the other side. Love you guys.
1: Chanel. Thanks, Chanel. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you so, so much. Yes. I absolutely love your question and your your, your curiosity. Ooh. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say afraid to ask, mm-hmm. but maybe a little apprehensive. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I have a question for you right now. What is it? Um, let's see. When was the first time you had an orgasm? Oh, the first time mm-hmm. I had an orgasm?
0: Yeah. Um I think that's uh well it's, well uh, sh- I can answer that question. Okay. Uh I'm going to I'm going to when I answer the question ask you because I think it's a deeper
1: question for you. I'm no, going to ask you. <laughs> Cuz no, I think it's I just am. not
0: as exciting for like guys, right? We always have <laughs> orgasms,
1: right? Uh, well, you do, but I would hope they'd be as spectacular as the ones we have. Which is why I'm going to turn this <laughs> around on you in a second. Uh, that's
0: called a deep tease, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, my, well the first time I I realized that I was capable of, uh, because I, I, you know, okay, wow, this is, turns out, turns out, mm-hmm. <laughs> turns out this is hard to answer uh, mm-hmm. when it's coming from your mother, this question. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna take my time. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. when I was a child, um, I would find, m- maybe I'd find pornos uh, in someone's bedroom what (laughs) (laughs) and I would watch them I'm going to speak for myself and not anyone else I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say i watched them mm-hmm. but we all know i have a sibling anyway uh, right. i watched <laughs> them uh and uh so that would be the first time so but for a long time it was just mm-hmm. like you know i was fairly young so mm-hmm. it would just be about fiddling around down there and and mm-hmm. you know i didn't realize that if i did that for long enough that there was a climax like there was okay. like an end goal mm-hmm. so I, i'll say i was probably like 12 like okay. 12 or 13 okay. the first time i was like oh that led to something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if I had broken it, but it it felt good, so mm. I knew that it wasn't broken right uh, but i didn't uh I didn't know if I'd ever feel that again. I didn't know that it was like a thing that should happen at the end, you know, every mm. time, and that you know whatever so. Okay. Uh, it scared me, but I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, so it turns out this thing leads to something, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think
1: I like it, and I
0: might be okay with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, when was, how old were you with the first time you had actually? You know, it's weird. Uh, first of all, just to segue on that little segment you told, I don't know if you remember this, but I knew that you and your sibling, had been through my porn. Do you remember I told you guys this big old story about how I know y'all been watching my stuff, and I'm gonna tell you what you did, because I got a camera in here, and I knew, I said, I said, EJ, you watched it. You just kept on watching it till Till the end, Taquanda, you you said, oh, he watched for a little bit and you put it out. Because I know my children. And you guys actually fessed up to it. And, and I wondered if you wondered, really believed I had a camera in there. I remember the stories <laughs> of cameras. That was such a lie. I, that
0: was such a lie. For me, it was such a an obvious lie. Like, <laughs> where do you have the cameras? Who set them up? Remember, it was the 90s. So it wasn't like you could have like this yeah, hidden camera right. in the eyeball of a teddy bear or like right, right. the red flashing light from the VCR because <laughs> right. there was a VCR. Um, no, I, I just knew that there would have to have been a camera that we would see if it's mm-hmm. going to be pointed at us. Right, right. So I knew that that wasn't real. Uh, I also knew that I wasn't in trouble because I, mm. uh, I remember the reason you brought it to us was because you had noticed that somebody had recorded over something Yes, and I had never, and I thought it was obvious that I had never, uh, I wasn't the one to record music videos. It was my sibling. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was obvious she had thrown herself under the bus and Mm -hmm. she had gotten herself in trouble. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, but I wasn't going to let her be in trouble alone. So I do remember copping up to it like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we, but,
1: I'm not the person you
0: it's not me right, you right. told me later that you thought it was me yes mostly. I did
1: think it was you but I knew that you guys were watching those porns but it's really crazy that that's how you had your first organ because that's actually how I did really I was yeah, I was probably maybe around the same age 11 or 12 or so but I didn't find porn in my mom's house I was of the age when my parents had books and I okay. was a reader I was an Avid, not it was, but is an avid reader. You are, an and avid, yeah. yes, and I can take when I get read a book, it literally takes me wherever it is in that book. Yeah. If we're in the jungle, I'm in the jungle. Yeah. If we're in the air on an airplane, I'm in the air on an airplane. Yeah. So I would feel so and do that same. Orgasm? Exactly, <laughs> I would read this book, and these ladies or these men would be having orgasm. And the books, or I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I know you probably even experienced this. A book is way better than a movie, at least for me. Uh Because in a book, you can read a book and it can tell you, I mean, step by step, word for word, in a long version. If a movie did that, it'd last too long. So by reading the book and just experiencing it and be able to take myself where that book is taking me, Uh oh, I had the most. That's why I say, I don't know about you, Uh but the experience was such an absolutely enjoyable and and surprising and um, thrilling thing Uh that it was like drugs as far as... Um, can my next one be this high? You know, like you're chasing that high. Oh. Yes. So not every orgasm, especially for women. Right. I can't speak for women, men, but for women, every orgasm isn't as intense or isn't as, as good as the previous one. Uh-huh. So the, the joy of trying to find that initial one is absolutely a great Experience to uh-huh. continuously uh, try to achieve it, uh-huh. and i the good thing is about it is that it's been achievable for me on numerous and I mean, numerous okay. occasions. So, okay, yeah, okay. so you know, I want to get a little deep, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll answer, yeah, well, gross because now the word deep <laughs> means something else to me. Uh, well, well <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer your question since you uh, you said you couldn't answer it. It is true that uh, not every orgasm is fashioned. Equally, uh, some t- for men too. Uh, sometimes it's more intense. Uh, I've noticed that, so I'm gonna ask this question. I don't know if, if this is the case for women. Uh, I've noticed that sometimes my orgasms are a little more intense when I've gone a longer time between the two. Is that the case for women
1: too? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Because I actually, um, also tend to see and recognize, um, especially in the business that I do, um, that. Um, and being a woman mm-hmm. we don't have to have to have um, sexual encounters as often as men mm-hmm. um, so definitely we would like them to be um, enjoyable as each time of course but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily have to be the case mm-hmm. so um, definitely I would say that, yeah I, I would definitely have to say because I'm gonna be honest with you the 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 longer, I wouldn't say necessarily the longer they're the more intense they are. It's the the attention that is paid to the act itself that right. makes it more intense and better. I want to make and sure I've made myself clear that I don't mm.
0: mean that the longer the session, the better no, no, better I don't gets.
1: mean like longer. I, I, you I mean, mean between one time, time of having yes. sex uh-huh. and then another time. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily. It matter. don't have to be. No, it doesn't. Because unfortunately, um, if you're not doing the right things or getting the right pleasure. Um, it, that's what makes it the, the intensity at least for me and uh-huh. as a woman okay. so it don't, it's not necessarily the time uh-huh. and say oh wow it's been two months or it's been three months or, so this one is going to be great because unfortunately it don't always have to be that way yeah even that is the, the case with men too mm-hmm. not just because it's i'm ha- it's the first one out of the
0: gate for a while that yeah. it's going to be incredible yeah. that does i mean it does matter on your partner
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: I, I thought with that being the given though. Uh, usually with
1: the time between, mm-hmm. it makes it a little more intense. Yes, ab- absolutely. Because hopefully you're doing this in a romantic setting or at least some type of really interesting sexual um, setting. Mm-hmm. So now, of course, that hadn't been happening for months. So your anticipation, right? your yes, right? It's definitely on a high threshold. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have a question for
0: you. Oh. uh so I asked you when the first time you had uh, your, uh, your uh, uh, orgasm. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you lost your virginity?
1: Oh, wow. Let's see. Actually, um, I was actually, the actual age was 17. I started preparing for it, though, at 16. Mm. My mom was extremely open with me about sex. We were able to talk about it, and to this day, we still are. Mm-hmm. And she came to me. She told me, she said, I'm going to tell you something. When you're ready to have sex, please let me know. And she, the reason why she wanted to make sure she knew, because she and I both really was on the same page about this. She did not want any of her daughters, I, I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. and I have three sisters, mm-hmm. to any of us to have a child out of wedlock. So she said, when you're ready to have sex, let me know. I'm going to take you down to the family planning place, which is in the later days became Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. um, and have you... Get, you know, get you on birth control pills, and I was uh-huh. like "Okay, mom." She said, "Now make sure you're ready, though, when you come tell me this, because once you start, you will not want to stop." <laughs> so, okay, that part. And so I was probably like about sixteen plus, mm-hmm. and I went and told her I was ready. So she took me there. She said, "You sure? You sure? You sure?" I said, "Yeah, mom, I'm sure." And we went to Planned Parenthood, and we had we got the the birth control pills. But by the time I actually used them with my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. I was then seventeen. So I lost I would have to say I lost my virginity at seventeen, but I definitely planned for it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you all the story about it, right? I'm just that's just the age I was seventeen. I guess uh, okay. I mean, I would love the story. We're talking about it. Well, uh, you know, I I after, even at that time before I even had sex, I had boyfriends. Uh-huh. And but I had friends. If uh-huh. you were a friend, you must must trust and believe there were other friends. Uh-huh. But once I had a boyfriend, you um I've always been very loyal to this day, I still am. And once you became a boyfriend, then it's only you. Uh-huh. I must say that in high school though, before I really realized that you really, truly, truly have to be honest, I did have two. And one was a younger boyfriend that was in high school with me, and an older boyfriend that was out, actually out of high school. Uh-huh. I told you I was seventeen; he was more like about twenty-three. Okay. And so, he's the one that actually got it—the twenty-three-year-old that got it. That got it. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Okay. And so you know, I, I had a choice, and I chose him, and it—it was—it was as it, at the time I thought it was all that, but as I I matured and you know, was able to experience better and more mature sexual encounters, I realized that it definitely wasn't all it could be. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anybody was at, was any of us were at our
0: peak at 17. That part. Or even Well, I mean, I was going to say,
1: not even necessarily your peak at the age, but your peak at the first time. Okay. How well, that even that? makes more sense. Yes. But of course, your first time isn't going to be your best time. Well, you know, there are some lucky people like that. I In a business that I do, I hear a lot of stories. And there were, you'd be surprised how many people were lucky enough uh-huh. to have that happen. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, some of them still chasing that high. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that far. Um, yeah, yeah, stumbling and, yeah. and bumbling and fumbling. Mm hmm. Okay. To get that well, can I ask you another question? What's the next question? Well,. Huh, this kind of long there, too. I'm, we're on this sex subject, so let's just keep it rolling. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Oh, I just asked you that. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so Why did you ask me that? I, I because that you, you can
0: ask each other the same question. Well, so right you're asking then. me the same question? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, well, this one is a little tricky for me to answer. Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. Uh... How do I answer <laughs> this? I want to I, I answer this honestly, mm-hmm. uh, but I think in order for me to do that, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to uh,
1: tell you something that I'm not sure I've told you before. Oh, 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 see, now I was just asking you as a back at you question. Now you're about to tell me something. Oh, well, you, you asked. I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um,
0: well. When when people who aren't my mother ask me this question, mm-hmm. well, depending on who it is, I I do have a few dif- uh, two different answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I when someone somebody asked me this recently, I'm ha- I'm, I'm going around it because I'm actually nervous. Okay. Uh, somebody just recently asked me this question, and mm-hmm. I answered, um, well, I don't know if I've ever been a virgin. I've always been sexually active, um, and that is because i was molested as a uh, at a very early age mm.
1: uh
0: i was uh probably like five or six oh. and uh uh an older young man young mm-hmm. boy mm. uh cornered me in the restroom at uh do remember that little center you guys used to take us to when we were kids, a little, yeah. like, daycare place?
1: Yeah, boys, uh, the Boys and Girls Club, or... No, the, the
0: center. The uh, center, okay, yeah. yes, I know. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, there was a younger... I mean, an older guy uh, who cornered me in the restroom and, uh, and, yeah, and did that. And so from that age you know so then so I was even young you know like when you're a young kid you kind of explore and experiment with people anyway you kind of like uh you know I'll show you mine if you show me yours type thing uh so from there that did happen a few times but then from there it was like that it was like oh you know so I was so young that like it was even it happened before even that phase in my life where I'll show you mine if you show me yours so from there then I was the I'll show you mine if you show me yours and then By that time, I was like, you know, 12, 13, and the circles that I was running in, uh, people were becoming sexually active at that age, you know, and exploring their sexuality at that age and, 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 uh, you know, becoming sexually active. So I began my exploration at about that age, and so that kind of left, that leaves me having been sexually active for almost my entire life.
1: Well, I have a question at this, um, when you were four or five and you were molested, did you recognize that as molestation? Because the reason I'm asking, because this is your first time telling me that, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm just wondering, you know, what stopped you from telling me then? Um, I, so those are two different questions. Yes, they are.
0: Uh, (laughs) I appreciate them both. Uh, I was so initially i i didn't so i i don't i don't know if i knew that there was something wrong Mm -hmm. with what was happening at first because i was so young um i think what that young man saw in me was something that in the future would have been okay to see in me you know the the flamboyantness of it all and the the you know obviously he knew that i would grow up and like men Um, but I was too young and I knew that at the time, like I knew, you know, like when you, when you are a young person and you have crushes and you know, you, you identify, you know, it's obvious to see who you have a crush on. And so, I mean, I knew that I wasn't so much into girls at that time, but I didn't, I wasn't ready to have sex with, with, with anybody. anybody. Yeah. Um, so I think that at first and i'll be entirely honest that at first it was like oh well that was interesting and it didn't feel terrible uh so it didn't i I just i didn't i don't think i thought much of it it wasn't until like the second or third time when i realized that we were hiding you know and that it was like a a situation that we had to keep under wraps that i was like oh we must be doing something that isn't okay like this doesn't feel Mm -hmm. okay and I've always tried to be an upfront person. So the fact that I had to hide something made me realize, oh, this isn't um, this isn't okay. And then the reason I didn't mention it to uh, anyone uh, was because, honestly, I was 19 before I realized that that's what that was, that, that I was mm-hmm. molested and that that's what happened. So um, I, I didn't say anything to anyone, uh, and I wouldn't have said anything to anyone because I was so young, um I wasn't exactly sure what had happened, and also, I was in a family I was hiding who you know by the time I'd started to reach an age of of you know where I would be able to vocalize something like that okay, yeah. um I was already hiding my sexuality from my family. I grew up in a very religious family, you know my grandpa was the- your father was the pastor, my grandmother's evangelist, my dad is a minister, you they wife and child, so I was in church all the time and in the church in the, the Baptist church, mm-hmm. uh Southern Baptist church that I grew up in, I was being told that I was going to go to hell for feeling the way that I feel and, and uh, understanding the things that I understood about myself. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, I didn't feel safe enough or free enough to even talk about my sexuality, much less, and, and at that time, that was directly connected in my mind to my sexuality, mm-hmm. and not uh, and not that I was a victim, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't say anything to anybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, that's now, now we really getting deep. We really getting deep now. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, uh, well, on that note, can I ask?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Am I going to get any grandchildren?
0: Oh, I could see how you'd come to that question after uh, me saying what I just said. Well, um, well, I didn't say it it, uh, in these words. uh, Mm -hmm. But the truth is, and obviously listening to what I just said, Mm -hmm. uh, the fact is, get ready. I'm gay. Uh, (laughs) Duh. Uh, And um, Duh.
1: duh. duh. Was that a duh with a question mark or a duh with a period? Actually, with a period, I, I know that you're telling everyone now, but I, I this is my son and I, and there are some things I do know about right. my son. Right, right. So <laughs> duh to you. Yes. Okay. Uh.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I hope to. I hope. I want children. I've always seen my future with children. Uh. Because I'm gay, it's not going to be super easy for me to do that. I would love to see natural children, uh, but I don't know if that's just my ego, you know, if that's just pride, uh, you know, because I could certainly have children without them being biological children to me. So um, I plan on, yeah, for sure, you having some grandchildren. Just give me some time. I
1: can't do it yet. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about tomorrow, but it's yeah. the question. Okay. Yeah, I'm answering. Uh, it. Yeah, I appreciate it. You did. You did. Well, am I? Uh, is there any more for me? Uh, yeah, I got some got questions so, for so you. Deep. I don't know. Do I have? We got a little uh, deep. We need some time. I, have, I, have well, I don't know. Let's see what you got for me. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, let's see. So, well, I asked you when you lost your virginity. You asked me too. Whew. Mm-hmm. Uh So, uh, deep. who's uh? Well, how have how many pregnancies have you had? Have you have you have two children? Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume with my father. Who's the real father of your children? Your daddy. Okay. Your daddy. (laughs) That part. I know. We look too much like him for that not to be true.
1: Yes, actually. Actually, you know what? And honestly, in all honesty, it's actually I've only ever had two pregnancies. Really? Yeah. You and your sister, I've wow. never had. Um, there were a time in my life that I thought I was pregnant, uh-huh. and I thank God I wasn't because I wasn't ready for children. I, I don't judge anyone and, you know, it would be great if no one judges me, but I'm going to be very honest, I've always been that girl. I don't care what people think about me. Uh-huh. Uh, my mom, even she'll tell you to this day, she'll tell you, yeah, she always says that. Cause she'll be like, girl, they going to think. My, I don't care. They're not here scratching my back. They're not paying no bills for me. And they they live in their life. I'm living mine. Right. I really don't care what someone's opinion is of me. And so I I thought I was pregnant, and I said to myself, "Oh my God! If I am, I, I'm I'm I, I have to deal with this with my God. Um uh, I'm not having this baby." But that didn't happen. Hold thank really God. I was, I was probably like about 19. Okay. Yes, and um, but I wasn't pregnant, and I thank God I wasn't. Um, so I I only have been pregnant two times. And that's with you and your sister, and that's both of them by your dad. Since the two of you, though, and being married, I always said as a child, I only want two children, a mm-hmm. girl and a boy. always said that. As I've grown older, um, I have thought about why I maybe could have had another one but I did ask God. See, that's why I'm saying, you have to watch what you pray for because God answered prayers. Yes, he does. And I always answer. He always answered mine, at least. And he, I prayed he and asked him for it. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, we speaking about me right now. Okay. Um, I asked for two. I got a boy and a girl, just like I wanted. I didn't care what order they were in, as long as they were healthy. And so I got a, I had a girl first and a son later. But um, this, And to say that, there was a time that when you were about eight years old, uh-huh. when I thought I was pregnant again. And I remember like, the grumblings yes. of that. Oh my god! And I was I, so hopeful. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, and I was—I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I was not hoping to have another child. As a matter of fact, when they told me that, I became so depressed and so sad about it. I kept saying, "This baby gonna be—he's gonna know because you know how they say your child feels was in your yeah. womb and stuff like that." Um, there's a story about something else about you and your thing, but we're gonna leave that for another time. Okay. Um, about what your child feeling was in your womb and stuff. So I was saying, this baby's going to be the most saddest little child. It's going to come here. I was so unhappy because his mama don't want it from oh, the beginning. No. And I actually said, you know what? I'm so don't want this child, and I so don't want a child to come here that may feel it's not wanted. But I was thinking, if I am pregnant, I may just go ahead and I had this baby. But uh-huh. once again, uh-huh. the doctor was wrong. Okay. I actually had went to, by then I told you I had went from family planning to Planned Parenthood, and I had started using Planned Parenthood, and I went there, and they told me, same. actually, I went to the same place that they told me I was pregnant with your sister, and they said, you're pregnant, and you. And they said, you're pregnant, you're going to have a baby. And I said, oh, no. Then I went to my primary doctor. Don't ask me why. I was still going to Planned Parenthood, but I was. And then I went to my primary doctor, and they ran pregnancy tests on me and everything. They said, you're not pregnant. And that's when I went and got my tubes tied. And I said, I know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want any more children. I want no more children. So I went, and I had my tubes tied, and and uh, I had my tube that I wanted, wow. and I'm good with that. Yes. I've heard stories, or like, you
0: know, those like stories that are so far in between. Mm-hmm. But I've heard stories of people, women, getting pregnant.
1: After having their tubes tied. Uh, yeah, I heard those horror stories, Nothing too. Nothing like, like that for No, you. no. I always clown and say, now, nah, people even tease me, now, nah, I'm not only am I, my tubes are tied, but I'm so much, I'm way older, but, you know, they have women still having babies um, at 60, 70, 80, 90. Um, and so I would say, I clown all the time when somebody says, oh, girl, like, you get sick. and say, oh, maybe you're pregnant. i be, yeah, well, somebody about to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm suing everybody. I'm suing, the, I'm, I'm even suing the people that looked at me and said I looked pregnant. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm suing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, no, I, I, I did hear about that, but thank God none of that ever happened to me.
0: I'm curious to know what the pregnancy story about me is.
1: Oh, um, well, I have found I keep saying in the business that I do because I am, I'm um, all, all about. We'll talk about what I do and I love what I do. Um, uh, I have gotten you know watch porn. I know that. Uh, there's there's you know some ways that we use to you know just enhance our experience in our evening with our partner whatever. Oh, okay, okay. And in doing that, I watch porn mm-hmm. and I found out just speaking to other women that it's and I thought it was just me, but it's a it's a thing where we as women like gay porn. And gay porn, like gay, gay like men. porn? Yep. Gay, gay male porn. You're right. I'm going to say uh, that. Gay male porn is is an absolute turn on. I've Not heard that. Not only for me, but quite a few other women. Yeah. And when I was pregnant with you, I watched some gay porn. Oh. And it was extremely exciting to me. It was actually um, uh, extremely, like I say, extremely exciting to me. <laughs> and and so when you told me that, you know, that you're, you're gay and stuff, I said, oh, I laughed and clowned and even... Uh, at the first I t- said it was me that I said, oh, it's because I watched that gay porn while I was pregnant with you. Oh my I watched God. that gay porn and then... I, I, you probably recall this, but uh, like about a few months ago, we were laughing and clowning, I said, "Oh, that's why I, I got so excited when I watched that gay porn, because you was in there already gay, and y'all excited about this gay porn? Just clowning, I know all of that, it's just a I just remember you telling me of... that. I actually <laughs> remember the story,
0: you asked me when I was about 13, I don't mm-hmm. know if you recall this, Okay. you asked me when I was like 13 years old, or somewhere around there, 13 or 14, you asked me if I liked boys, you put it that mm-hmm. way, you said just girls, you want to like?
1: Girls, mm-hmm. I, had, I had an idea. Yeah,
0: Obviously, I think it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, no, it's not obvious. That way. Well, I, I mean, anyway. <laughs> yes. uh, so I remember you asking me uh, that. You asked me if I, if, yes. if anyway, and I said no. I was not ready to come out of the closet at that mm-hmm. point. And I said no. And you told me that. You were like, oh, because I remember when I was pregnant with you. Oh, my gosh. I, and then so that – you, what you said was, I remember when I was pre- – thank goodness you're not, because I remember when I was pregnant with you, I thought uh, I had done it because right. I watched some gay porn with <laughs> you. And I remember thinking, well, I'll never come out now. But uh, <laughs> she's relieved that I'm not. Uh, so, But I remember laughing or thinking how ridiculous, even yeah. then. And then, yeah, a few weeks ago when you said to me, oh, it was your fault I enjoyed it I was like oh no you ain't that some stuff ain't that some stuff this thing done turned around and now it's my fault okay, you enjoyed the doggone okay part. part okay but yeah no I'm glad yeah. we can joke about that yes me too yeah that's mm-hmm. crazy do you have anything else for me
1: right um, now I think that was number three for me. I mean, we have time for more, but, I mean, you know. I think we've I think we asked each other
0: enough. We got a little <laughs> deep. Yeah. I told you some stuff about some stuff that I'd never told you. So I think I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to check on my mom, everybody, make sure she's okay.
1: And, uh, and we'll come back. We'll be back, guys. My son and I. Hello, everyone. We're back. With my son and
0: I. Yes, we are. This is a segment called Our Plugs, where we tell you about all of the services that we provide and the things that you can take advantage of from us. Mother, darling, why don't you
1: lead? Well, actually, I wanted to ask you just one little thing. Okay. I was telling you before that leaders have mentors, mm-hmm. and I listened to a lot of Les Brown. He's an absolutely great mentor, and he was saying that mm-hmm. a job is what you get paid for, mm-hmm. but a calling is what you're made for. And I just wondered, um, how old were you when you realized your career was your calling and not your job? Oh, uh, that's a
0: good question. It's actually a fairly easy one for me to answer. I think that it's a choice to make your calling your career your career your calling. Uh, but I do, uh, I can say that I was one of the lucky people, I understand that I was one of the lucky people who understood what his calling was early in life. I've mm-hmm. always known from very, I feel like it was shown to me very early what I was sent here to do. And that is to perform for the people, in front of the people, and inspire people, and mm-hmm. to be of service, and share what I deem to be God's light, you okay. know, with the people and uh, and continue to, you know, sing and act and mm-hmm. inspire people from all parts of the world, but mm-hmm. specifically for me, personally, mm-hmm. um people of my community, to to you know young people of my community, so that they could see that, you know, these goals that we set, are just as realistic as they are in our minds mm-hmm. you know that we are bigger and larger than our circumstances and that we can have whatever we see in front of us mm-hmm. so uh, like i realized that early on so that was that's
1: easy for me to answer mm-hmm. thank god for that though yeah why do you ask well well you know what i do i love what i do i'm actually i realized that i finally actually found my calling mm-hmm. and so that's what i love about it too is that you know, you, at any age, you can find your calling. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, what my calling is, is my bedroom candy business. I absolutely love it. It's a great opportunity that if you're looking for any source of income, whether you got a great one or you just want to have a fun one, whatever, babe. Uh, just in case you don't know what bedroom candy is, but bedroom candy is the brainchild of Miss Candy Bears. Mm-hmm. And she is um, the, one of the reality stars from the show The Real Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. as well as the group Escape. And she thought she just. Actually, reach back. This is her way of reaching back to the people and giving them a chance to be an entrepreneur. And what I love about it is, you don't have to be the face of bedroom candy. Is anybody? You know, if you're just looking for flexibility in your chan, you know, your time for work, you, ch- you choose to do have another little side income. You're looking for a little financial freedom. You're looking for a little bonuses for a job well done. You know, you get knowledge. It's great. You know, you also enjoy deep discounts, earning them as much money as you choose to earn, what I love about it, you're your own boss. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be worrying about somebody micromanaging you. You don't have to worry about, you know, sometimes you have to be living from paycheck to paycheck, dealing with the rush hour traffic, office politics and people and stuff like that. Bedroom Candy gives you a chance to not to deal with any and all of that. You know what I'm saying? And if you actually looking for an opportunity to come and check it out, this Sunday at at uh, six it' be 3 p.m our time 6 pm eastern time you can come and just check us out we have an absolutely great um, zoom opportunity you want to join us next sunday and well we're gonna we have a free bedroom candy team event you're gonna get ready for some fun fabulous sexy event that you can all come and check out the quality of our bedroom candy products you have know, this shopping for body care extensions to keep you feeling your best or fun new accessories to spice up your freed up time we got you covered come hang out with us and your friends and enjoy our Absolutely great afternoon. Just reach out to me on our, what's our website? Say it for me. Our email address is my son and I are leos at gmail.com. Right there. Reach out right there and I can give you our VIP Zoom link so you can be on our VIP Zoom guest list. Yes, yes. You said this Sunday. What date is that? That is going to be April 25th. This Sunday, April 25th at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Los Angeles, I'll say Pacific Standard Time, 6
0: p.m eastern standard time all right all right and if you live somewhere in the center of the country you know what time that is for you yes (laughs) Um, (laughs) and if you happen to listen to this episode after this sunday then uh this sunday the 25th the 25th april 25th if you happen to listen to us and have missed that date for whatever reason don't you worry still email my son and i are leos to find lady t and your next opportunity with bedroom candy anytime anytime And, uh, well, I guess I'll tell you guys about some of the things that I'm offering, some of the services that I'm offering. I am Egbert Bernard across social media. You can find me that way there Uh, for any service you need regarding a singer. If you need me to act for you in any play or any uh, whatever you got, I'm a great. I do voiceover. I can do commercials. I've done some TV. I've done or TV, uh, web series. I've done a few movies. Uh, I'm a stage actor. That is what I am trained to do. It is what I love to do most. I love to be on stage, and I miss it so much. Theater. You are the love mm-hmm. of my life. I know and you can't
1: wait to get back to it. I
0: miss it so 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 much. But I'm here to to sing for your weddings, your birthday parties, your bars and bat mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. Uh, or your baby showers everything. I can do uh 15 minute set, a 30 minute set or an hour or an hour and a half uh, email. My son and I are Leos for rates. Things are happening. The world's opening back up and I'm here to be of service. And if you just want to check him out before, go to his YouTube channel. Oh. Well, uh-huh. there isn't a bunch of stuff going on on my YouTube channel right now, mm-hmm. uh, but you can put my name into YouTube mm-hmm. or, or Google or whatever and I'm right there. Mm-hmm. I am rebuilding this YouTube channel so that it could be something that you guys should visit. So keep absolutely, it in mind.
1: Please do. I'm telling you. Even though he's he's saying it's not that much activity on it, it's some great activity on that. You can at least check him out. And just a little segue, one other little thing, just in case you missed this. By April 25th, reach out to me because we have an absolutely great Super Saturday at Bedroom Candy, where all our top leaders are gonna be able to tell you all about the the business and the opportunity. So reach out to us. At my son and I are Leos. At gmail.com. That's right. All right. Uh, that, That about does it for me. Me too. All right. We'll be back, guys. My son and I. Welcome back to My Son and I. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Ah, oh, so we've done it. Another episode down. Hey now. All right. I'm having fun. I really am. I know Absolutely. I say that every week, but I really am. Me too. Real talk. Yeah. And I was a little nervous this week. We talked about some stuff that we haven't oh, wow. talked about. Yeah, we really got deep this time. We got a little deep. Got a little deep. And uh, I'm okay to do that with you. I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. to to have this opportunity with you and this time with you. And... um. And with you guys, it's really, really, really yes. it's 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 a blessing.
1: Yes. I absolutely. don't know why I was
0: trying not to say that, but it
1: is truly it really really a blessing. I feel the absolutely the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so, guys, glad you're here until next week. Until next week. Be blessed, safe, and prosperous. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. My son and, and,
0: and I do. We've been through a lot of this My son and I We're gonna do this We're gonna make it through Oh yeah son and I I'm here oh, yeah. And I, I'm here too My son and I We welcome you Welcome to the journey My son and I Ooh My
1: son and I Oh you're yeah. listening to my son and I oh, yeah.